Welcome back to the Perspective Podcast, where we take controversial subjects, not really, not most of the time, and we talk about different perspectives that you can have on it. And today we have a better looking, better sounding, and guaranteed better advice than Nick, who's normally on here. So welcome, Tim Peters. No pressure. (laughs) Wow. I also contemplated on saying your middle name or not. But I figured you wouldn't like that. Uh, it would have been, uh, you would have caught me off guard with that one, <laughs> for sure. That's my goal. So the pod, the topic we said we were going to talk about, we're actually not going to talk about. It's going to be something completely different. I'm just Amazing. <laughs> uh, today, we had a lovely listener submit a topic request. And they get a little antsy sometimes. They submit the same request over and over again. And so this time we're going to oblige and we are going to talk about boredom today. So Tim, it's going to be an exciting podcast. It's going to be so exciting. (laughs) And I know you're a detailed person, so I got to know the definition of boredom because I know you looked it up. What's the definition of boredom? (laughs) Yeah, I got it right in front of me. Uh, The state of feeling disinterested in one's surroundings, having nothing to do or feeling that life is dull. Okay, you're going to have to read that again. The state of feeling disinterested in one's surroundings, having nothing to do, or feeling that life is dull. Okay. First, I think we got to back up. Tim, you got to introduce yourself. Tell us about you. Uh, Tim Peters. I'm not going to say my middle name now that he didn't put that out there. <laughs> Then people oh. really could find you. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of people that listen to the show. Um, I don't know what else Do you, you have want a family. To Are you married? Yeah, married. Three kids. How long have you been married? Uh, ten years. Ten years now. Yeah. How many kids? Three. All girls. Good luck. Yeah. You're kind of. You're close to the, the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm praying for no third but it's another topic for another day <laughs> okay so boredom okay so here's here's how i want to open this up do you remember the first time as a kid when you felt bored um what comes to mind is that was a word we never wanted to say as a kid as a kid how come uh as soon as we said that word we were put to work <laughs> so if we ever said uh we were bored like we learned real quick not to say that because we got put to work either by my by my mom? granddad oh, okay. or my mom. Like that was not a word that, and you were allowed to say it. You didn't get in trouble. Yeah, I was like, well, if you're bored, I got stuff for you to do. So you just never said it. Yeah, we we found something to do. <laughs> like we, I mean, we weren't perfect at it, but uh, yeah, most of the time, like we tried not to say it, or if we were, <laughs> you we, just didn't say it. We just about didn't it. say it. Do you remember times as a kid being bored? Uh, I have a horrible oh, memory yeah. of my childhood. Like, not a horrible memory, like, incident. I just don't remember it. So I'm sure. Like, I i don't know if I could recall. It was my, my childhood was a long time ago. Uh, I don't know if I can remember a specific instance. But uh, I think it was pretty normal as a, you know, there's moments where you're not being stimulated. And we uh, interpret that as... Maybe being bored. Yeah. Do your kids tell you they're bored a lot now? Oh, yeah. All the time? All the time. 
And I think it's even worse now because our society, like I can even speak for myself, if we're not being stimulated constantly, um, we interpret that as being bored. Yeah. Yeah, information is flowing incredibly fast now. So whenever we don't have something in front of us, it's like, oh, we're bored. Yeah. What do you tell your kids to do now when they tell you you're bored? Well, if I'm going to be completely honest, yep. I threaten them. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, with work. I'll, yeah, with work. I don't know where um, you learned that from. Yeah, no idea. But I never follow through. <laughs> so it keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard because you know, I find myself uh, in the same situations as my kids now because I've gotten so used to being stimulated constantly. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, um, if when I'm not being stimulated every second of the day, I interpret that as being bored. But now that I've looked up the definition, I don't know if that is actually boredom. Yeah. Because I think not, I think there's a difference between not being stimulated, which I think is healthy sometimes, not be stimulated, to actually be quiet and... Uh, introspective, and that's not boredom. Yeah. Yeah, I I think, you know, I would have always fought, especially the last, you know, if I were to go back three or four years, starting businesses, doing, starting family, doing all this stuff, like I thought, I would have thought that boredom was the enemy, you know, at least just by regular association of the word. And, like, you fill up every single spot in the calendar, you maximize every single time that you have so there is no downtime you're fully getting everything out of every moment and then if you and so i just found myself i mean i can't remember a time where i've been bored in the last five six seven years and that's not bragging i just i don't remember having that feeling like man i'm bored i don't know what to do like there's always consistently been a pile of things to do and so the times where I have been bored, like I remember um, when we went to California and we did that Saraset, they were like, okay, you got to sit here and you can't have your phone, like you had to be off all this stuff. And so you had to like completely just sit there and listen to the, it was listening to your brainwaves, but it was actually in music notes, right? And I'm like 60 seconds into it, I'm out, you know, because I don't, it's just not very typical for my brain to be in that state of not thinking about something or not doing something which i would have always said was good you know i mean my regular paradigm of boredom was you know you're not do, you don't have anything to do like are you kidding me you know there's tons of stuff to do um but that's just one perspective of it you know what would be your what was your original idea of boredom or view of boredom so if i went back to maybe what i thought as you know, a younger adult or a child, it was probably there's nothing I wanted to do. Hmm. There's nothing I want to do right now. Yeah. I mean, growing up, there was, I can't think of a time where there wasn't something that needed to be done. Yeah. I mean, ever since, you know, my granddad really instilled in us a good work ethic, so there was always something that needed to be done around the house, schoolwork, uh, 
I always had a job growing up. There was always something that needed to be done. But I think uh, my paradigm of boredom back then was there's nothing I want to do right now. Yeah. I think it's interesting, right, that as I was thinking about this, and there's some new studies that we won't go super deep into but about boredom and what it is and the effects of it. But as I was looking and thinking more about boredom, you know, I think that a lot of boredom comes out of anytime we're out of like our comfort zone, right? So comfort zone meaning things that we traditionally, like that we do all the time, like we know to do it. And so I think of like kids and schooling, you know, I mean, you typically don't, I guess kids do get bored in school, um, depending on subject, depending on their, whatever they're comfortable with, but they're put what's put in front of them is a very specific thing that they have to go through and they know what to expect it. And on a regular basis, they have to go through this. And so there's not really a gap of time where they have just boredom to fill because there's a very set set protocol or action set in front of them that they have to do in a certain order or whatever. Right. Um, and so I think a lot of times, even as even myself as a parent, you know, it's difficult for me to not continually give them stuff to do um, and to allow space where quote unquote boredom could happen. But I think that there's some really healthy things that can come out of being bored. Like what? Well, I think, you know, being bored as a result of not stimulating your mind, you know, I mean, that's a restful state. Of your for your brain to not continually think about something and rest is very important rest looks different i think for everybody um but certainly inundating us with very reg, reg, regulated very regimented tasks that we're doing consistently over and over and over again because of what somebody else says doesn't give our brain the opportunity to have space to really think new thoughts and new ideas because we're always consistently putting in the same agenda. So you work the same job nine to five and your kids while they're going to school, like you develop a routine, right? And so during that routine, I mean, I'm there now, right? Like I have a routine in the morning. I get up at a certain time and I read and I listen and I pray and then I work out and then I read some more and then I make breakfast and then we get ready to go. Like there's a very set routine and inside of that routine, Outside, you know, I'm consuming new information, so maybe that's a caveat, but outside of that regular routine, there's no space for my mind to think any new ideas. I'm stuck, I'm in a pattern and a routine that I'm knowing what the next thing is. And I think boredom or that white space can give you an opportunity to say, to not stay in that neural pathway and stay stuck in it and instead pull yourself out of it and say, oh, I have 60 minutes here that I don't have anything on my calendar. What am I going to do with my time and all of a sudden it breaks up the monotony of I'm doing this and this and this and this and I think it can I think a lot of us use that as a distraction time but I think if it's used correctly and in a restful state I think a lot of new ideas and a lot of really good things can come out of that time yeah that's an interesting way to look at it I mean I would argue that that's very intentional I don't know if that would be boredom necessarily. Um, 
Can you re- read that definition again? Because I, I didn't want to think about that. Like compare it to the actual definition of boredom. Let me pull it back up. So the state of feeling disinterested in one's surroundings, hmm. having nothing to do, or feeling that life is dull. So, I mean, it could fit under having nothing to do, quote unquote. Right. I, I could see that. But then again, but if then you are being, being intentional, intentional about, about it, that time. But like, I don't think, let's take meditation, mm-hmm. for example. Um, I wouldn't consider that being bored. Yeah, correct. It's I think active. you're being very intentional on what you're doing. Right. So I don't think it's, oh man, I got nothing to do. I'm just going to sit here. I don't think that that's healthy. Um, I do think there's a time and place to be quiet and to be in your thoughts. And to maybe not do something physical, but I wouldn't consider that being bored. I think that the boredom, as in that definition, is just that very, for me at least, right? That's all I can speak to, but it's just the very beginning period. It's There's an awareness of, oh, I don't, I don't have anything to fill this time right now. You know, there's nothing here. So if I extended that, I could go into an extended period of time. Of boredom, right? I think that's where uh, discipline comes into play. Mm-hmm. That if you've, I'm sure we really paid attention, we'd all feel that at some point. But that I think that's where being intentional about our time would would come into play and having that discipline. Um, yeah, I am disinterested in what's going on right now. Like I have nothing to do. Well, maybe now is a time to meditate, or maybe I need to think or read or or do something or be quiet. Maybe that is a time. Or maybe it's that time to, like, okay, I need to get something done. And yeah. I think that's where discipline comes in to do that. Yeah, agreed. And I think, but I also think if you always use discipline and you fill up every single spot of your time, even if you did that, I mean, I think you're going to still experience that. It's almost like, I don't know, at least the way I interpret it is it's almost like a feeling or an emotion of boredom, you know, because it's like an awareness of, oh, I have this time here or I'm really disinterested in what's going on. Like, it's just a very trigger thing. And I think what's important and what separates us probably from and makes us individuals is what we do after that. You know, do you stay in that and and just be bored? I don't really think now that we're talking about this, I don't think an individual can actually stay bored. For a very long time. I I think people do. Yeah. I really do. I think people do because um, they don't want to do what needs to be done, whether that's be quiet in that moment or not be stimulated. Like, I need something to stimulate me. I'm, I'm bored. Like, they don't have that um, discipline to get pull themselves out like hey i'm bored right now i've there's nothing that i want to do but i feel like that only lasts for a very minute period of time because it goes into something else very quickly because what do 99 percent of us do right now for bored grab our phone grab your phone and start scrolling right well that's not boredom anymore now you're just distracting yourself right and you're just consuming information what got you there was boredom right was a recognition that oh, I'm disinterested in whatever's going on or I've got time here that I didn't plan on. I'm like, that's just a quick thing, but I don't find how often do you find yourself still sitting in the same spot, not doing anything saying you're bored for a very long time. 
But I would argue, like, even, like, if I'm going to be completely honest, like, even when I use my phone to distract myself from boredom, like, eventually I get bored, but it's a habit that I keep scrolling or I keep trying to distract myself with my phone. Yeah, so you can experience it again. Yeah. Because you could become disinterested. Because I don't want to do something else. Again. I don't have that discipline in that moment. Like, oh, I really don't want to do yeah. something else. And I'm just going to keep letting this distract me. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, that for some reason in my mind, that's just different from boredom, right? Because that's avoiding to me. That's clearly avoiding going to do something. And so you're actively putting your mind on something else to distract it from what you're not doing. And boredom is where you're disinterested in something. And when you're, you can't think of anything to do in that moment to fill that space of time. I think both, both can yeah. be right. Yeah. But I think you're right. Like depending on the action that we have after it will depend on if we experience boredom again. Because even when our kids run to us and, t- and tell us they're bored, I mean, we're, what's typical for us? Like you're going to say, even as any parent out there, you're going to say one sentence or two. You might tell them to go do something else, okay, or you might give them an idea. Like, whatever you're going to tell them to do, they're off. Like, within 30 seconds, they're off and gone again, doing something else. They're not typically, at least for me, my kids are not typically standing by me for 10, 15, 20 minutes at a time saying, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. I think that time period grows as yeah, they get based older. based on the ages. Yeah. Great. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, younger... Uh it was very easy to get them to move on to the next attention span, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And now, uh, now they're a little, uh, I don't know the word to use. Our suggestions aren't real. They deny a lot of our suggestions. Interesting. How do you think we help ourselves and others develop discipline and how to use that boredom time? Uh, that is a skill that grows with practice. I think it's uh, consistency, it's making that decision on a consistent basis. Do you think boredom is healthy? According to the definition that we we read, I don't think it is. I think it's, well, it, if it is an emotion, if we're going to define it as an emotion, it's not good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's right. a signal. Right. What we do with that signal, I think, is what would be healthy or unhealthy. Which is kind of why, and, and I don't really know, I haven't listened or consumed anything to know if other people have said similar on if it's an emotion or feeling or something. I, that's just how I feel because I think it's just an indicator. It's not like you're not a bad person because you're bored. You're not a good person because you're bored. And if you stayed bored for longer, like, what does that mean? Or if you're only bored for a little bit, what does that mean? I don't think it means, I think it means whatever you want it to mean, depending on how you interpret it. Right. But I think it's what you do with it. Just like any other emotion or any other feeling, you know, if you experience boredom, what are you going to do now? I think that's, I mean, it's almost like something that happens to you, you know, Um, in your life that comes to you um, and knocks you down or you know what is most important is what we've always heard is what you're going to do after that and and that's how I look at it boredom is and why I think it is maybe a feeling or emotion because I don't think it's bad I don't think it's good I think it is what it is I think we've all experienced time where we're disinterested with something 
or where we just don't have time. We didn't have a we have an unplanned time in our mind. But I think it's something to be very cognizant of and raise awareness on. So I'm actually glad we're doing a podcast on it because I think the more that we raise awareness on it, even us after talking about this, like we're probably going to feel boredom several times today now after talking to this or, or just recognize that, oh, wow, I'm bored right now. But because it's going to hit that RAS now, we're going to become more aware of it. And I think the more that we can become aware of it, the more we can say, okay, what are we going to do with it now? And I think that is, especially in our kids and our, especially in our own lives, is what's going to make the biggest difference for us is what we do when we are disinterested with something um, or we don't have any time to fill. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I think even with our, now that we're talking about it, I think our awareness is definitely going to be there. And with the kids, um, I think a good thing to do is ask what they mean by that. Mm, yeah. Dad, I'm bored. Okay, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And if we can get them to uh, discover what that means for them or what they're actually saying, um, maybe we can get them to come to their own conclusion. Right. How many times as parents do we try and solve a problem that's <laughs> not even the real problem? Yeah, all the time, but in any relationship. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, we're going down a rabbit hole here, but uh, a lot of times we're put in a situation, somebody shares something with us, and our first reaction is, I want to fix this because I want to feel better. Yeah. I want to fix your problem because I want to feel better. I feel uncomfortable because you're uncomfortable. Which really is in rabbit trail because, let's like practically, when our kids come to us and say they're bored, why does that annoy us so much? Because they're impeding on whatever it is that we're doing. Because we're not bored in that moment. Right. <laughs> because we are doing something else. And this person's coming to like, I don't have time to give you something to do. I got this whole list of things to do, right? I got this whole list of things that I have to do. That was a call. Sorry. Um, you know, I don't have time to sit down and give you an idea of what to do, you know? Right. Um, yeah, they're, they're, I'm looking forward to... Uh, the aftermath of this discussion. But the drawing out, that's that's what I like about the point you're making. I mean, even if you go contractually, like what is the very first thing in any contract? You know, it is the definitions of what these words mean and what these de- what are the definitions of it. And it's unbelievably important. That's the only way you're going to really get on level ground. Okay, now that we clearly have it defined, now we can go about solving it, which again, as parents and, and things that we've learned, right, is our goal is not to solve the problem ourselves. I mean, I don't know if, you know, even if our kids did clearly define, okay, this is why I'm bored. We're, I'm a separate person. I don't know exactly what I can tell them to go do that's going to bring them whatever they're looking for. I don't know that. They're the ones that really know the answer. Yeah, and I think even before uh, this morning when we, you know, decided we were going to talk about the subject, I think me and you had a different definition of what boredom was. Yeah. And so to... Define terms is really important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I think done right, I think boredom could be healthy. I think it can be non-healthy too, you know. I think it depends on how we interpret it, how what we choose to do with that time, with that emotion, with that feeling, you know. Do we choose to sit in it and just be bored? Do we choose to distract ourselves and go do something else? 
Or what if instead, what if instead we recognized, hey, I'm getting this feeling of boredom. Why am I getting it? Like I'm either getting it according to the definition because I'm disinterested in what I'm doing now, which as an adult is probably very likely, or I don't have, I just don't have anything on my schedule to do right now, which is probably less likely as an adult. Um, you know, maybe more likely as a kid. Um, and I don't remember the other one. What was the other definition? So it was uh, having nothing to do or feeling that life is dull. Yeah, that your life is dull, which is, I mean, talk about a rabbit trail there. Probably as an adult, that's probably the most, Yeah, will probably be the most relevant. But, you know, as this discussion has gone along and me just digesting it, like, I don't think boredom is good or bad. I think it's just an indi- indicator light on the dashboard saying, hey, there's something uh, needs to be addressed. Yeah, I mean, I and, think so. Because if, if you're experiencing that, according to the definition, one of the, like none of those are really a healthy state to be in in the long term. You know, if right. you're, so if it, you're in a boredom and you're experiencing that over an extended period of time like that, I don't think is healthy. The fact that you're feeling it, okay, life is dull. We've all been there before. You know, disinterested in something, we've been there before as well. You know, and just not having space on your calendar, we've been there. And that's not bad. But I think, yeah, that awareness and the trigger, okay, what are we going to do now, right? Put ourselves, so we've had the awareness, what is our responsibility now that we're going to do from that? Um, And I think that is what really will drive and make us as individuals. You know, when our life is dull and we're experiencing boredom, because that's a good, I just thought of that. Like boredom, I wonder if you could feel boredom over a season of life, you know? Because you're bored with the, your current state of life, of where you are, it might not be like in every single moment, but I'm I'm sure we could label times in our life where we're just bored. I mean, I remember as a high schooler working in a factory, punching in nine to five, and that was the most brutal thing ever for me. Like, that was unbelievably boring. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to. Yeah, yeah, but I, but it was a season, you know. But um, I think now that the awareness is there, I think the only reason that may, many of us, myself included, stay bored is because we just don't do anything about it. Yeah. Like we just think, well. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. And we, we keep going and, and drudging on. And that was, you know, instilled. And I think there's a lot of things that we don't like to do that we need to do. I think maybe we mislabel that as boredom. Yeah. But if we become aware of it and see that light pop up on the dash yeah. and address it, um, and and not to say that there's not going to be times where our life isn't super right. exciting. Right. Or, but, okay, and, you know, I feel bored. What is that telling me? Well, yep. I'm doing something that I don't necessarily want to do, and then we can address it, and is that... Is that why I'm feeling bored right now? Right. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe there's something deeper. And ask the secondary question. And then, uh, you know, follow that train car down to see w- what's actually driving that. I think that's the key. And if we give everybody a tip, I think you'd agree. It'd be when you experience that feeling or emotion of boredom, right? I think you ask yourself a question we always like to ask. Like, what's the thinking behind that? Like, what is driving that boredom? And and you can have awareness on it because in that moment, it's going to be so easy to just jump, especially in this information age. It's incredibly easy. I have to fight it all the time because I do a lot of work on the computer. Right now, I'm looking at my computer. I have 
15 brow tabs open on my browser, right? And so I'll start doing something on one, and especially if it's something difficult or tedious, I'll immediately jump to another task and start doing this because this is easier, you know? And, and really what's happening, not to go scientific, is I'm really looking for a dopamine release in doing that, and I'm jumping to something else. Like, that's what our society has gotten us into the the notifications and everything that goes off and their emails as soon as an email comes in i got as soon as i get a phone call i get a call back right now like we get this and and we think it's because that's what we're supposed to do no you don't have to do that you know what is really happening is you're seeking um a little dopamine release inside your mind to get that it's really like a high it gets you in that fight or flight a little bit um which i didn't recognize for a long time because i thought that was my i thought i was an elevated state in that time and i liked it so i kept trying to pursue it and you're not actually it's actually really not healthy for you to live in a continual state of that and so i think all to say like fight it in that moment right don't run to something else because it's so easy and so quick when you experience that boredom like instead just ask yourself why am i feeling this like what is the thinking behind this oh i'm for me, right? Like, oh, I'm reading through a 25 page lease and I just hate that, right? Like, that's just gonna, there's, it doesn't matter. Like, the thinking behind that is it's just boring. It's not who I am. It doesn't fulfill me. It doesn't mean I don't need to do it. Like, it, there's times where I need to do it. And that's where discipline, like you talked about, really kicks in and say, okay, then I need to get through it. And maybe if I don't get through all of it, I'm gonna get through 10 to 15 minutes of uninterrupted time of just getting through it. But think having that awareness and asking yourself like why am i feeling this what is that thinking behind there is really going to help what comes next yeah it's that delayed satisfaction that we don't have anymore yeah. as a you know as a culture yeah because uh they found that the same dopamine release that gambling addiction yep. or any type of addiction you get that dopamine when you uh, indulge in your addiction, yep. you get that same dopamine release for, you know, a notification on Facebook yeah. or social media or a text message yep. or that ding they found that releases the same dopamine. And so like when we can get that constantly, that constant dopamine, uh, we have no delayed, uh, satisfaction anymore. There's, yeah. there's no more of like, I've got to postpone my happiness now to work towards a goal yeah. to then get that satisfaction. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. And um, in the society, we don't have to wait for that delayed satisfaction anymore. Yeah, no, we're just not used to it. We used to have everything right at our fingertips. Every, all the information is there. I just read somebody, had a, somebody just graduated from Harvard and they put out a quote and said, everything that I learned, I could have found on YouTube and the internet for free. It's all, it's literally all there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a whole nother podcast. Right. But, you know, there's a lot of people who, like, the memorization part of school is almost invalid now. Mm -hmm. That we should be teaching our kids how to think and not just the memorize. Yeah. Or stand in lines. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be, I think, should be the next wave of education. Yeah. But I think that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Teaching people how to think, right? That's a, <laughs> or, or, yeah. So this is good because this helped me in my perspective. Because coming into this, I really thought of boredom as just the sitting in silence type of thing, which um, I, which I think is healthy. Um, but I also realize I don't typically just sit with nothing to do. Like usually I'm 
actively or I'm, I'm meditating about something or I'm actively clearing my mind or I'm praying or I'm listening to something like those are very intentional moments. So they're really, it's really isn't boredom based on the definition. And so I really don't think it's healthy or negative. I think what we do with it is what is really going to make the difference. Yeah. I'm going to be interested to see how much I notice and then follow that train car back to see what's driving yeah. that emotion. Um, is it, you know, there's something I don't want to do right? that needs to be done. Am I just dissatisfied in my surroundings? Am I, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. That, that's going to be interesting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. I'm excited that it's going to help raise awareness in my own mind about those times. Um, because I think it's one of those things that we just develop, we become callous to, especially the more we just jump to something else. It becomes second nature. Oh, we just pull out our phone. I know I catch myself doing it tons of times every day. I'm working on something and then I'm pulling out my phone. Why am I pulling out my phone? You know, because I'm bored of what I'm doing or I'm disinterested in it really, you know. And so those are really important things to dig into. It can be, you know, or it can be, nope, it's just a boring thing that I got to work through, you know. But then figure out what the best way to work through that is. Yeah. Timothy Peters. I almost used your middle name at the end, but I didn't. Oh, man. I we'll keep it, it discreet. So that was our podcast on boredom. Hopefully it wasn't too boring. It couldn't have been. If you're consuming this podcast and you're consuming information and based on the definition of boredom, you couldn't have been bored. So we succeeded in not keeping you bored for 30 some minutes. Now you're welcome. I like it. We'll see you on the next one.